what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. X go give it to you. Welcome to today's show. To, on today's show, I'm talking to Andrew Sharp from Shaw, uh, Sows and Lettings. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, before we jump into things, are you all right just to give people a little bit of a background on yourself and you know how you got into agency? Yeah, of course. So I probably got into agency the way a lot of people kind of get into agency, just purely by chance uh, left uni uh, looking for a job uh, looking for a house to rent at the same time went into uh, an office had an advert in the window asking for a vacancy and two weeks later I sat at the front desk registering buyers looking for houses not having a clue what I was doing um, Sounds about right. yeah uh, 15, 15 years later here we are really so yeah I've kind of started and majority of my career has been in corporate world so started it countrywide um was there from 2005 to 2016 um so yeah that was kind of where i got the vast majority of kind of my background and training and knowledge of estate agency and then left the corporate world and joined an independent family-run business and um that's where i am now awesome um, and that's that's great because you know having coming from that background, you you've got great knowledge of you know the the traditional side of a state agency and how that runs. Uh, but the reason that I really wanted to get you on the podcast um, was obviously a state agency X is all about the future of a state agency, and from the things that I see you guys doing, um, you really sort of are trying to push the boundaries around how marketing works, how you generate business and how you stay in touch with people and all of that sort of thing. Having come from, you know, a countrywide background whereby that's pretty standard as, you know, how it works in most sort of traditional estate agencies. Uh, I'd be interested just for you to kind of talk to us a little bit about that, really just, you know, to sort of give you a bit of a guide as to where to start with it. Um, do you guys, how much of your marketing would you would you say you guys focus on dropping leaflets or letters or versus you know um, online stuff and how does that kind of mix work for you, for you for you guys? We we try and do a minimal amount of uh, of anything kind of paper based really, and that goes across the whole business. Very everything's digital as, as far as as possible. Um, and we do focus very heavily on on, on Facebook um, or social media or, or online and uh, email campaigns, um, which sounds like maybe it's kind of something from from years ago. But actually, I think it's it's where we we still get quite a lot of engagement from emails. Um, mainly, because I think probably everybody's bombarded with everything else, bar kind of maybe the right messages from from email. Um, when I was at countrywide really I had very very good training on a state agency and it was a big shock to leave that thinking I knew everything about a state agency and kind of go into independent world and kind of be responsible for generating business and finding business and it was a cold start so I left um, a, a very successful office um, in a state agency predominantly kind of sales 
and went to open up a cold start sales from a, a very well-established lettings agency. And it was night and day in terms of the difference. I think one thing you, I didn't appreciate at the time is just being part of a big corporate machine, you just get 10 to 15 calls a week for people wanting to put their house in the market. Mm -hmm. That just didn't exist. So I had to really kind of go back to the drawing board and think about how we got and how we got our name out there, how we generated that. And we did, we start, we did start with leaflets because that's what I knew. Yeah. I knew no other way. Everything I've learned in terms of marketing has been by trial and error. I've made, made mistakes, definitely things I would not do again. Um, and I've just really kind of ramped up my knowledge over the last sort of four or five years. And I, I'm definitely the kind of person that likes to try things. I don't mind if I get stuff wrong. Um, I'm quite happy to get things wrong uh, and just see what works. Yeah. Okay. And how, and what does work for you at the moment then? How has it matured since, you know, you opened up that office, you came from Countrywide, the phones weren't ringing, there were no, there weren't 15 uh, valuations coming in every month. So, you know, you got out there and, and dropped your leaflets and you got, you got things going, the wheels were turning. Now you're in a bit more of a... Um, stronger position if you like and you can think about it in a more strategic way how does it how does it look now so we're we're fortunate enough that we can afford to be fairly picky in the, the clients that we take on for sales um so we've always been quite choosy about the right type of clients that we want to work with um and we've had initially we, we would put it on anything and everything really just to get our our name out there and we did ridiculous things like cheap fees and no fees and just to get our boards out out there essentially really and you kind of get nine months 12 months down the line you're going I've worked really hard for this and I'm getting sweet FA for this what's the point and actually looking back I'd never make that decision again to do that because it was uh, a stupid thing to do but I didn't know any other way and uh, it's now we kind of rely very much on finding the right people at the right time in terms of their journey. We, it was very much a, a almost sort of a, a initially a hunt to kind of kill type of mentality where it's, we find an opportunity, we have it, we're closing next week. We're not, we're just thinking day to day, week to week, month, month max really was about as far as we would think about uh, new business. Whereas now, kind of fast forward where we are, we we can kind of almost plan six, nine months ahead if we're, we're talking to clients that are very early stages of their journey, but they're just not ready to put the house on the market. But we've now got systems in place and content in place and uh, everything to be able to help them on that journey to get to that point of ready to instruct an agency. And hopefully the idea behind it is that they just don't call anyone else out because they've been talking to us for six, nine months about what's happening in the market, specific uh, information or content about if they're downsizing or going through separation. They're reading that specific type of content. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, most agents listening to this would probably be immediately thinking you know rewind yourself back to you know 2000 your the andrew shop of 2014-15 if you heard someone saying that 
your immediate thought would be, oh, right, so you're, you're phoning people up for six months, talking to them about, you know, their situation. Um, that's, not what, that's not what you're doing, is it? No, it, it, it's a combination of uh, email nurturing, digital touch points, I guess, um, through monthly newsletters by kind of emails that go out to them or uh, Facebook adverts that sit kind of on their Facebook feeds connected up with the data that we've got. Um, and then the, the occasional call work comes within that. If they're, if they're active, if they're reading the content, we can just touch base with them to kind of see what we can do to help. I mean, we don't know if it's going to be six or nine months or it might be three months. Yeah. Uh, they might have had a conversation at the weekend to say, oh, let's let's do it. We've just seen the house that we've been, we weren't going to do it for six months, but let's do it now. Uh, and we because we can see who's active within our system, within our data, using Lifecycle, we, we, can, we can call them at the right time. And that's been invaluable that the team love it because they're not, I'm not sitting there and saying to them, here's a hundred people to go and call, go and call this list. I mean, I used to hate that as an egg, yeah. just endless calls. I, I don't know anybody that likes that. Um, and they're, they're making 10 calls a day, smart calls, nice conversations, easy conversations, because we, we know who's, who's active and who probably wants to take a call from an estate agent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we work the same way, and it's there's no guarantee, is there, that, that they're gonna those ten calls are gonna come to something? But the, the the percentages are totally stacked in your favor, aren't they? And as you say, no one wants to sit and make a hundred cold calls. And at the other side of that, no customer wants a cold call either. Hundred? You know? No, definitely not. I I, I um, you know I'm trying to get something sorted out in the garden at the moment, and you know if I was to happen to get a call from a company that could solve that solution for me. That I'd be happy to take, you know, how it came yeah. about and all of that sort of stuff. I probably wouldn't have any idea, but just a random call about something I'm not thinking about isn't something that the consumer wants. And it isn't something that someone wants to do for a job either, is it? It's a very demoralising thing to have to, to have to do every day. Yeah, I mean, making 100 calls to get one nice conversation is soul destroying. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's, I mean, I've, I've been there. People, everyone's kind of probably been there at some point in their career and it's you don't want to come into work and think oh god i've got to make 100 phone calls to speak to one person to get my one target for the day so something you spoke about at the very beginning you mentioned just briefly when you were talking about it you know you run facebook ads and that sort of stuff and i just want to dig into that for a minute because again um most agents either might hear that and think oh i wish i knew what i was supposed to be doing with facebook or they may have gone to a specialist and set up some Facebook ads or done it themselves um, and got in a decent amount of inquiries and stuff, but not, not really got any business out of it. You know, they're, they're sort of in that mode of how many instructions did we get out of this uh, in the last week? None. Well, that's a complete waste of time. How has your thinking around that side of things uh, kind of matured? Uh, really, really, most of that's very, very recently. I've, I've definitely spent money on Facebook adverts and gone, eh, I don't know if I've, I've got an instruction from that, but it's nice because the stats on Facebook look great. Uh, and there was no real way to kind of track that to know whether they we'd get the odd, would get quite a few comments to say, well, your Facebook page is great. There's lots of nice kind of content on there, useful. You've got nice properties on there, but you just don't know if that ever kind of came to anything. And um when we went into lockdown one last year i kind of said right the market's kind of shut off here really we were at that point where 
not a lot was happening. And I thought, right, here's the opportunity for me now just to really think about the next 12 months. And I sat down and I, I sat down for probably a whole day and mapped out where I thought we could get to in terms of a, a, a joined up system, a, a connected system where it, if something happened in Facebook, we could automatically email them and retarget them and everything else and know who they are and be able to kind of track that and have kind of a structure in terms of the content that we got. So we're now at a point where um, we can run an advert on Facebook. It takes them, I mean, let's say it's an ebook, for example, it takes them to our website, uh, that website, they fill in the form and it, it sucks in the information into the, the, the data system lifecycle. Um, and then that automatically sends them onto a journey. I don't have to do anything. I, I literally just have to run the advert. I set it up and it runs a pound a day, two pound a day, whatever I want to spend, 20 pound a day. And it just all, all happens in the background. And I, it's been hard work getting there. I'm not going to lie. It's, but it's been, I've really had to kind of push myself in terms of my thinking, uh, a lot of kind of knowledge and learning, but it's been worth it. And we're now at the, the a nice point where we're not, we're nowhere near where we want to be, but it's, the team can literally just go into an audience in uh, Lifecycle and go, who's been the most active? Right, okay, there's my 10 calls for today. That's it. There's none, it's just, it's there. So just digging into some of those bits uh, for, for the listeners a little bit. Um, the ebook, someone's filling out the form for the ebook and it's coming into Lifecycle, but again, you know, a traditional agent would be saying, yeah, but that doesn't mean they want to instruct you. You know, why is it pleasurable for you that I don't know a hundred people have filled out your ebook, but you haven't got any instructions out of it? What's the what's the win that they're not seeing? I think it, the the win is, I mean, if we take a downsizing one, for example, a lot of people are in that research stage, six to nine months maybe before they actually call an agent and say, "Can you come out and value my house?" or they decide to go and book a viewing on a property. Uh, the agent then says, oh, can we come out and value your house? And it's, there's a little, there's an element of luck in, in that um, and position with kind of in the market, whether you kind of, you're a market leader within in your town. Uh, but the nice thing for us is that we can help them on that early part of the journey. And we're then in constant contact with them. So by the time they are ready to instruct, they're just having us out and they're choosing the package that is right for them and, and is good for us. Yeah, got it. So, you know, they've, they're, they're, as you say, they're early stage of their journey. The last thing they want is to speak to an agent because they know they're going to get hounded with, to put your house on the market, with your house, and they're not ready for that. So you've given them an opportunity to download an ebook and educate themselves. They've, in their mind, thought, this company seemed quite nice, but you haven't had to jump on their, you know, you haven't had to jump on their bones because uh, your system is going to continue to communicate with them. And then your guys are just, going in and keeping an eye on who are the most active and which ones they possibly should are ready to put a call into. Is that, would that? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And it takes away that. I mean, I've, I hate that kind of hard sell. Um, and I've never been that type of agent to be kind of salesy or anything like that. Uh, and my wife will tell you when we go into shops and people try and sell to me, um, I, I immediately switch off. Because I, 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 I guess being in, 
a sales type environment you see through you see through it and you it's just done so poorly generally anyway it just it turns turns me away and actually turned me into kind of a buyer really um so it's just nice to be able to have conversations with people rather than trying to be constantly selling to people and dealing with rejections and having to overcome objections all the time which at the right place at the right time is is fine but you, you just have less of those objections in the conversations yeah. so you're not sitting in someone's sofa in their their lounge and dealing with lots of objections about why they should use you yeah. you're just having a nice conversation about why they're moving yeah so you're you're sort of in a way you're stealthily sneaking around collecting all of the data for like you said at the beginning the next people the next batch of people that will move in six months eight months 12 months 24 months 36 months you're just happily letting them educate themselves on your information and life's going to get easier and easier and easier as, we, as it goes along are you, are you getting to experience uh it, you, i mean it sounds like you are getting to experience the fruits of that um yeah and and 100 now so we we have just kind of well we're at kind of the end of april now but we've had our best kind of quarter on the letting side we've had for ages particularly in our portfolio growth and, and um something that we've focused on but something that life cycle and the way that our, our advertising and marketing is is helped hugely with because we're able to identify the right people at the right time and and see who's reading content so like a landlord who's reading content about being a large portfolio landlord and we didn't know they think oh that guy's only got one property and it turns out he's got 35 yeah. um it just changes the game a little bit and you can you there's obviously the argument to say well you can have those conversations with people but yeah you can but they're not always going to tell you that um they might and landlords are kind of notorious for being uh hidden with their kind of their information they don't want to tell you they've got other properties because they know they, they're going to get harassed about you bringing them over mm. so we can in the background we're yeah like you say stealthily or just nurturing them to kind of say oh if you if you if this is your problem here's a solution and yeah. then we just help help them with that solution um but it's not it's not just the long-term ones it's also the, sh- the short-term ones people that are we're getting inquiries from right move or zoopla so we because we're a letting agency predominantly we we have a lot of investment properties that w- we sell so we get a lot of investors registering with us so as part of that registration process and you'd never have had this five years ago really but people are registering they're telling us automatically by filling out a form that they are buying for investment we're doing the normal thing of calling them and talking about the property inquiring about but in the background they're getting a uh, a worksheet on how to easily analyze purchasing a buy to let and then they're going into another uh, investment journey about where where's the best areas in in burton and derby to buy a, a rental property so this the idea for us and it seems to be working anyway but the idea is that we're becoming their kind of agent of choice or we're showing them that we've got the knowledge about renting and properties or where to buy or investment properties yeah. and it's very niche to them and their need because they're an investor they want to see stuff about investment they don't want to see stuff about downsizing or separations or yeah first-time buyers because it's not relevant to them so that that's where i think it's really changed for us in the last few months is that the messages that we're able to put in front of the right people and 
um, not having a blanket type of approach where I guess the old analogy would be you'd go and drop 10,000 leaflets and get one instruction, mm-hmm. hoping that somebody would uh, be at the right time and think, oh, do you know what, I'm going to uh, call an estate agent today and they've got a leaflet on the door. Oh, perfect. I'll go and call them. It's, it's totally the opposite. So we're only really giving marketing messages to people specific to, I guess, their needs. So if it's an investor, it's investment. If it's first time buyer, it's first time buyer. If it's a, um, somebody downsizing, downsizing content. So and that's, that's really what's really kind of changed for us in the last few months. Yeah, you're selling yourselves without even doing any selling. You know, you're just, they're, they're going away from it thinking like, oh, these guys seem perfect. The investor's thinking, these guys specifically, you know, work with investors. The first-time buyer's thinking, these guys specifically work with first-time buyers. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So they're not seeing, I mean, they might see some of the other content that comes out. Um, and that's kind of also the beauty of it is that an inv- somebody might be a first-time buyer, but they might also be an investor. You don't know, do you? So they might click on that and say, oh, actually, I'd be really interested in knowing about being a a landlord. Uh, And it just all becomes much more fruitful. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's amazing. Um, And, you know, for for some people listening to this, they'll be thinking, my God, that sounds incredible. It sounds incredibly complicated to, to figure out. Um, and you know that may be the end for them because they may just think to themselves, "It sounds brilliant, but you know I'm just not a, you know I'm not a, a technical person." Um, you said before, like you know you, you've had to go on a little bit of a journey of discovery yourself. Like where, where did you go and what did you do to to help on that sort of journey of discovery? Um, I saw a combination of things. I think uh, I like to learn for me is kind of one of my kind of core values is uh, I like to learn new things um, so reading uh, I tend to read a lot of books I have a 45 minute journey to and from work so I actually get through a lot of audio books uh, and I guess it's probably for me it was a lot of it was being sensible with my time so rather than just listening to the radio for 45 minutes which I do do I still do because sometimes I just need to switch off don't you um uh I'd, I'd listen to a book around marketing or um whatever it might be yeah um and i've, I've been on uh, courses um i've watched webinars i've a lot of it's trial and error so just putting stuff out there seeing if it works see what people get responded to i'm definitely no good at uh kind of i've had to the, the hardest thing my biggest challenge is content and uh, writing content I was English is, was definitely never my strong suit at school I've, I've always been more of an engineer science kind of background that's I've got a very kind of logical kind of brain so that was big my biggest challenge was I guess just working out content but I put I, I made it work for me so I, I put it into a structure um, and followed that structure and just trial and error um, and then also made them decisions from a business perspective so we don't do all of our content we have some great guys doing the content in the background and then we put our own content together as well so we have a nice blend of stuff that's personal and stuff that's targeted for the, the people at the top of the funnel yeah yeah no brilliant um okay um a couple of couple of things that i wanted to just round it off with um the the first one was where do you see all this going for agents? Like you, you, you've been, 
you've been on a journey of discovery. You've gone all the way through the corporate, you know, with Countrywide, seen how that works. There's still tons and thousands of agents out there working that way. You've seen a different way, the way you're working at the moment. So where do you where do you see it kind of culminating? Where does where does that go for a state agency? Does everyone end up going your way? Does everyone do it the other way? Does, you know what, what what's what's coming? Um, well, I hope we're doing it the right way. Otherwise, I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I tend to try and look at outside of the industry. I don't think our industry is particularly great at innovation um, or we're, we're, we're along, it, it feels and it looks like we're a long way behind most other industries, uh, especially when you look at kind of companies like Amazon and Apple and how they work. Um, and the, the technology's got to play a part of that. We, we I think if anything in, in the last year or so has taught us, technology's got to play a massive part in what we do. It's not the answer completely. It's not going to take over. We're not going to get rid of um, people for technology to allow it but it will complement that uh for me i think that's finding that balance and using the technology in the right way um and i think probably the traditional setup of an agency will change we've we've already had those thoughts of what does our agency look like in six months uh we do, do we need a negotiator an admin a valuer we don't have any of those by the way but uh or certainly not admins but um it is the role of the person within the agency going to be the same or do we need to think more outside the box and i know this happens in, in other agencies and, but it's not kind of widespread but do we have somebody whose job solely is to do social media somebody's job solely is to do uh videography or whatever it might be um so I think I think in twelve months' time, as soon as twelve months' time, if not sooner, I think that will become more of the norm. Yeah. I think five years down the line, I think that I think our agency could look very different. I think it's going to be driven by the consumer's behaviour ultimately. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, um, I agree. Most that. people are now put. Go on, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say most people are now used to doing everything online. They don't actually really want to talk to another human being. Uh, necessarily they, they want to fill out a form get an answer get an answer instantly i mean how many times have, have you ordered something online and you've not got the email within 30 seconds and you're thinking crap has that order gone through i've not got my email that's come through instantly yeah. it comes through five minutes later and you think oh phew, that's my order's gone in but it can it kind of becomes a norm like if you if that if you order something you expect an almost immediate response yeah yeah absolutely um i, I think as well that estate agency is they generally are set up by people who were an estate agent you know like your background um and pretty much everybody else that i, I talked to they, they worked in a corporate they then when I, I opened their own estate agency or worked in an independent and that sort of thing i think that's what keeps a lot of the structure of a state agency the same like you say well we're used to just getting 15 evaluations a month and that most of those businesses start out as we could make some good money here. We could sell a few houses. And then gradually over time, it matures to, okay, we're past that now. How do we actually build a business? Um, not for everybody, but for a lot of people. And I think, as you say, like when you start looking into that side of things more, how do you build a business? When you start doing research, education, developing yourself, looking outside for, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? So as you start looking outside and learning things, suddenly 
you break down all the walls inside the estate agency and you go, why haven't we got a graphic designer working here? <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. it, it, for, for years, you're stuck inside a box of, well, you know, we've got an estate agency software. We press a button, it makes a brochure. That's just bullshit, really, yeah. isn't it? Like, we, we're a marketing firm. That's what we do. We do marketing to try and get people to put their houses on the market with us. And then we do marketing for that person to try and sell their house. Once it gets to the sales progression, we do our best to keep everybody happy, but it's almost out of our control. We're a marketing firm. We don't have a graphic designer. We rely on a brochure that you press a button and it makes something in Word. It's mental. (laughs) Absolutely, I think. And and probably most consumers don't even open that PDF on on websites or put right move or anything they, they've got all the, and let's be honest those brochures sell you exactly the same information that's on the website anyway so what is the point yeah um, absolutely. but i'm just i'm just thinking like you know as if you approached it from a different angle you'd say yeah. you'd go to a vendor and you'd say we are a marketing firm and this is what we do we have a videographer who will make a movie about your house so we have somebody who will come and interview you we have an in-house graphic designer who will make a bespoke uh, you know, set of details or whatever it is. Ultimately, we're a marketing firm. We've got two caught up in the. Well, we put it on right move. We can get you more price. We can get you a better price than anybody else. It's like, yeah, def- I think that's. I think you're absolutely spot on with that. I think it. And for for me as well, I think it's going away from. And I did exactly that. I came out of the corporate and think, right, to be an estate agent, this is what you need to do. You do X, Y, and Z. You do the basics. Um, and you kind of hear that quite a lot. It's all just do the basics and you'll be fine. But actually, uh, we've evolved into being more of a marketing firm. And and I've started to think of it more as like, how do we evolve as a business? And like you said, like break down those barriers of why do we do this? What's the point of us doing it this way? Yeah. Um, and I, I've, I've definitely had to kind of look at that myself and kind of say, right, like challenge what we do. Uh, if you ever speak to the team, the team will say to you, I'm, I'm always changing things. Mm. Um, some of it doesn't work. Some of it, they, they turn around to me and say, why are we doing this? It doesn't work. Like, it, it's fine. Like, I, we're quite open in that respect to say, let's try it. I'm lucky with the team that they're very uh, open to my suggestions and they'll take them on board, but they'll give feedback to say, this works. Mm. Um, this doesn't work. And it, it's just about changing that uh way of what we approach if you always do what you've always done you'll always get what you've always got but you've also got to look at outside factors and consumer behavior is not always the same so sometimes you have to change that's right there's the like a saying that a lot of people use i hate it myself is if it's done if it's not broke don't fix it then Mm -hmm. no innovation happens like that you know it wasn't broke when people used to travel around on horses no it wasn't broke when we were using you know the very first computers it's it that doesn't that doesn't help because someone else innovates and then you're just left with nothing <laughs> yeah so, so um okay that's re- that's really interesting um if if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking like this guy's interesting like is it okay for them to sort of you know reach out and, and chat to you where's the bet where would be the best place for somebody to, to to find you like on online or on facebook or linkedin where do you where do you sort of yeah, definitely. Um, anybody's welcome to kind of reach out. Uh, I kind of enjoy helping kind of others. That's uh, I get a buzz out of that. To, to be fair, so uh, Facebook or LinkedIn probably the two best places to, to reach out. Or um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously, you're in the Estate and CX group as well, so they can find you in there. Um, yeah. As well. 
Um, all right, Andrew, that's um, that's brilliant. I, I really hope that you know someone listening to it can get some value out of that because I, I know personally from talking to lots of agents that many people know they need to innovate. They just they just don't really know what innovation means or looks like. You know, so to hear an agent that has been through that process, they've been in the traditional estate agency, they've worked that way, they've had a new start, they've done the traditional you know way of marketing and got themselves off the ground, and now they've got themselves to this stage the one that as you were explaining it whereby the team they they know what business is coming in the next six months they can feel a bit more secure and instead of selling you're just trying to help people along the right way because i know this guy's an investor i know he's got 35 properties under management so i could just have a conversation with him about it and there's there's no sale involved is is amazing to hear all right well i really appreciate you having me on and yeah if we can help one person that's that's that fills me with joy awesome thanks andrew Fuck what you heard. It's what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. X go.